You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm the host of this wonderful show. And joining me for a Tuesday edition of our weekly show, a man who was not scratched from his Tuesday start because he broke quarantine, Mr. Tony East. Tony, how you doing? <laughs> the Cleveland Indians, man. What a fail uh, for them. It, you know, if it wasn't for Chris Manning, uh, you know, locked on Cassos, big Cleveland sports <laughs> fan. I probably wouldn't know about that, but I said – I saw him post a couple of funny tweets about it. Big so baseball fans. Oh I get in time. What a, what a huge dick move by Mike Clevenger to see his teammate get suspended and not be allowed on the team flight and then to go on the team flight even knowing he was out with the guy. Dick. So what's, what's worse, that or stopping for chicken wings at a, at a strip club? <laughs> uh, neither are great, Adam. During, during the middle of a pandemic when you're supposed sure. to quarantine to protect <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I think bubble. the one where you're in the bubble might be worse. But Yeah, I, I would agree. I think there's – you could get exposed any which way in baseball because they're not in a bubble, but the NBA, like if you break the bubble because you did that, that's that's pretty terrible. Me and Adam are chatting right now about 30 seconds post Pacers heat, which was very, 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 very hyped up and uh, did not at all meet or even get close to the hype level. If that's you would not give fair. It, the first half was really good. The first half was – well, I don't know. I, mean, I meant from the reason it was hyped up. Like if you had oh, told yeah. me that, that – you know, 30, if you had just thrown out the number 31 points with regards to Jimmy and TJ, I'd have picked one of their scoring numbers. That was their combined scoring, right? The, yeah, neither of them played particularly well. I mean, Butler. Yeah, no, Jimmy played incredibly well, actually. Uh, Jimmy Butler literally controlled the game when he was in the game. No, but Jimmy Butler's problem is, and maybe this because we've seen three times, but he still really is not scoring at a really great rate. He's just drawing yeah, fouls. No, but he just dominates, dude. He like the rebounds, he dominate, the passing, though. I don't the steals. think he dominated. Oh, my gosh. I thought he was amazing. I think the most dominant thing was the lob. I don't know who it was to every time. Great passer. They yeah, basically, yeah, but passer. basically it was Drogic lobbing, and then it was finding guys, you know, like Drogic or Robinson or none for three. I mean, or and Dante Jones, or Hero, sorry, not none. Hero and Jones for three. I mean, I don't know if Butler – dominated this game i think he had a good game. he was the best player probably on the court of any of the nine but i thought it was much more of a like team effort i guess on the heat side of it. oh yeah it, it, they did have a team effort but someone has to uh, control the way lead the game uh and warren really on his part far and away his worst game in the bubble like unquestioned his worst night now some of it was the heat at first were denying even getting him the ball right they would just stay right on him when he flew, flew around screen, stuff like that. Then double teams in the third quarter, and then he was just totally out of rhythm. Uh, 12 points on 14 shots. Barely got the ball in the second half. Just didn't have it. So, yeah, the, that, that particular matchup did not even uh, sniff the hype that was given to it. And I am guilty of that. Uh, you know, Warren wasn't particularly good against the Suns either this week. I mean, we're not like – No, not... Mikael Bridges was incredible. against. He was better against the Suns than he was in this one. Though. That's I don't know about that. I think it was the second half by the time they – they were so far down that fourth quarter, he had no chance to even. Yeah, that that they were in the game, and then the bench is the worst twenty-one zero run. I mean, that was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. He had sixteen in that one. I mean, he's a little better. Um, I don't know, but I don't I don't know what a good place to start is. I mean, they had a really really great. The Pacers played really really well against the Lakers and just stunk it up against the Heat. So it's hard to find the right ground to talk about, right? Um, I think the best place to start is that tonight's Ooh. game, I don't know if it was a, any indication of 
like the the way that he's played in this bubble so far, I guess. To me, it felt like one of those nights where because they had shot so well from three for the better part of what four of the first six games or five games that eventually they were going to come back down to like earth, right? They, I mean, how they continue to be able to make a three McDermott was one of five, you know, really Roddick could make a three. Like it to me, this was just like a law of averages game. I mean, the he played really the good. The bench defense. has been horrible the whole time. Yeah, yeah, the bench, but I'm saying in terms of threes, it just felt like a law averages game because they had shot so well from Well, they need the court. law of averages to kick in for Holiday and McDermott, who are now a combined 7 of 43 from deep in the bubble. Uh, yeah, they really need to kick it in their favor. Holiday especially has had some real. But, like, do you think they were like bad shots? Like, I thought Holiday got a couple of no, really no, no, good no, open no. looks and just missed. I just think it's. They, just... Even in this Heat game where they just got ran off the floor, right? They emptied the bench at the end. We saw Alize Johnson play six minutes, right? That kind of game. I didn't feel like they took that many just terrible shots. Like they, oh, it they took, just weren't going in. Yeah, they took them a while. Well, the problem for me was a li- uh, two things. One is the energy wasn't like super there. Like it just felt like they, they were slow to get into it, or like it was it was always like the easy pass, like their their complicated stuff to get a skip pass or something was never there. But yeah, they, I mean, most of the time the shot they ended up getting late in the clock or whenever it was was a good shot. You know, there was a very rarely a shot in this game where I went, oh, you know, what? oh, they couldn't get anything going, so they took that, or like, oh, what was that? You know, they just missed everything, <laughs> and that's so lazy and reductive because the Heat on the other side had the opposite, where they created a bunch of great looks and nailed a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just felt like the process was much better than losing by twenty-two points. So. To me, too, this is the first game where I really felt, oh, it's a bonus this year that this team would have just yep. played much better. Like, you could just yep. – it just felt like there was they were missing that kind of – on the offensive end, that element where they really couldn't push the pace the way they had been doing because the Heat were doing a good job getting back in half-court sets that it was like, okay, we need to go back to our bread and butter, pick and roll, pick and kind of move, get the ball in most hand, kind of have him counter, and then have him also counter on the on the lobs, right? It, it was the first time where I was well, like – for like, me, the Sabonis absence game. was all on the glass because the yeah, Heat had over twice as many offensive rebounds as the Pacers in this game. Yeah, I mean, some they, of that was some of those threes, though. Those long threes hit the, re, hit the rim weirdly, and they just weren't. They had like 20-something more second-chance points. I don't have that number in front of me. I don't know if you do or not. They flashed uh, it during the broadcast. I think it was 28-6 to six in second-chance points. I don't points have that, but I have point. offensive rebounds that beat them 13-6. to 13-6, so. more than double. And I think that was really killer. And it wasn't even like the centers. Bamley had two. They just really, you know, Derek Jones, first of all, played a fantastic game. But they really squeeze in with their wings to, to push the offensive glass. And I think Sabonis really have helped there um, to keep that number down corralled. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, A, you're not giving up the actual second chance points, but B, you're also having a transition opportunity yourself. I think that would have gone a long way in this one too. Uh, but they, they yeah, they, that's another effort thing, right? They were just like – it felt slow. It felt like the most – I can't even describe it. Like, it didn't feel like a – it felt like a, a playoff game at first, and then it stopped. It just felt like a slow, like, get Here's this what over it, with kind of game. Here's what me it felt like. It felt like their three best players didn't have an offensive tonight, and they had nope. no fourth option they could really even think about. Nope. And Aaron's worst like, game, too. That was a big factor. He was great yeah. up until this one. And, and not that you're supposed to have four reliable players that can score, but, like, that's how like, – it felt like – so. The, the, what made the Lakers game really good is they played a lot of good one-on-one basketball. I mean, you watch Vic, Brogdon, and Warren really all kind of dominate on the one-on-one matchups. Dominated. That's why they won. I mean, that and the Davis shot literally the worst thing I've ever seen him shoot in his life. I mean, he couldn't hit the – literally he couldn't throw the ball in the ocean if he tried. Um, but – so it, it went from that to the opposite, right? They couldn't – they had really no one-on-one plays. They really couldn't get anyone on offense. And then they really then couldn't get into any, like, 
you know, motion stuff because the, the good job kind of cutting off all the passing lines. I mean, they were ready for all the backdoor cut stuff that you could think of. Um, and then they were also ready for really just let Turner shoot, right? They're like, just let the guy shoot. I mean, that's what the, that was kind of their plan. And so to me, the Heat came out with a really good game plan. The Pacers maybe didn't, but I'm not sure in a rate season wow. game matters. We ju- you just talked about them having good shots the whole game and other game plans bad. What the Pacers had good shots because they ultimately like, <laughs> I don't know. They just like they ultimately I disagree. I mean, what what was their what was their giant game plan and flaw here? Well, they had no. If I was start this game, I've been like, let's just push. Let's get the ball and push. And they didn't seem like they had that that mindset, right? But beat the half court defense. Now maybe the Heat does a good job countering that. It wouldn't matter. But... I think the Heat's D is so good that they had just no lanes to move. Like they had no. They, it's yeah, weird they, that they had so many shooters and they had no space. But they also had they had there was no discussion about the lob. Right, that's what annoyed me the most tonight was that they there was no like they're gonna lob the ball so somebody needs to be ready to jump up and try to deflect it right I mean that's it was just like the whatever it wasn't that on that end they just the heat knew because the Pacers were undersized and they did it they abused McConnell on it a couple times they just knew they were undersized the, yeah they, the, the the on that. defense they were really the Pacers were you know I get being glued to Duncan Robinson dude's insane from three and was in this game but like they had to have a guy sag off of a lesser shooter to come in the lane and help with that play and they didn't they just they just it didn't happen ever and i don't know why um so that uh, yes i will give you a criticism of their like five dunks off of just tossing the ball up high but but i mean yeah again that's part of why Derek jones was electric but yeah they have to be more willing to sag up shooters so i mean the thing i would say i mean even if they didn't i haven't had a good grandpa they, they did get some good looks from three which i mean most and yeah 35 threes the pacers don't shoot threes unless they're open they took 35 threes i mean the the thing is I don't know if it's that hard to create an open three-point shot in that way. You know what I mean? It's like it's like some rocket science. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't they like, don't take them unless they're open. And they t- yeah, if they can do it, that's great though. Even if it's no, not hard, like, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like they doesn't they what they didn't seem like they said there was any counter punch on offense. It was keep going with ISO, and it, it's a common thing. We saw McMillan. Oh, I didn't think there was that much ISO. It felt like a lot of ISO. So a lot of pick and roll, like dead clock stuff, but not a lot of like. To me, it felt like a lot you of go score. Yeah, but to me, I felt like it, it was a lot of, like, switch it and then realizing Bam was going to block Brogdon. I mean, if that makes sense. Or Brogdon Bam was going to help slow and Brogdon felt a step slow for That's sure. That's what I mean. It just felt like they, they – it, it, and, you know, and Vic, we should talk about this. This has kind of been an issue all week. But, like, Vic, to me, has a little bit of explosion back, but doesn't have his handle. He, like, can't seem to control the ball. Machine. He's definitely been a turnover he, he, Well, teams have either figured out, oh, we can just swipe from on the back end or whatever. Or I don't know what it is, but Vic – just know he can't have a good handle on the ball. I mean, what do you have? Four turnovers tonight. I think he had seven the other six, night. I mean, six was, against the Lakers. Six yeah. Minute, okay. I mean, it's just, it's been sort of iffy on his end. Yeah. He didn't have any against the Suns, and they, but they got smoked in that game. Yeah. Definitely. I, I mean, I just like it's so hard to just sit after a 20 point loss and go, like, you know, obviously the optimist takes you be like, well, that, that was worse than the process, which is what I've just said. Like, they got beat. The Heat played a lot better. But it's, it's hard. Like, they, they didn't play, like, substantially worse than they did any other game. They just missed shots. <laughs> Boring, yeah, reductive, I, whatever. I guess what I mean is I, you would have hoped and maybe – and I guess maybe you're – we'll talk about this in the next segment, but maybe you're sort of saving it when it matters. But I would have liked maybe. to see, um, like, a, like, a maybe – not a unique game plan, but something that besides what they – because, like – if you're thinking the Heat have watched the Pacers play five games, if you're watching the Pacers, you know there's a like there's a certain style you want to play to beat them, right? And some of the Pacers were not prepared for the Heat to counter them. I guess is the way. And I would have from a coach's Spolstra's level and the Heat's defense level that they're, they're going to find a way to take away 
let's say Warren, which they did a good job of that. They doubled him and kept the ball in hand. So what's the counter to that then? What's what's your move if they double Warren? Because really, if Warren can't score 20, 25 points, the team can't win a game because that's a huge part of getting their whole offense kind of flowing is Warren hitting these kind of um, – what do you call them? 26, 25 foot three pointers. And again, you know, and then using that to basically just kill guys on cuts and stuff like that. So if they don't, if they're going to counter take that out, what's the Pacers counter that they didn't really have that tonight, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I just, I think they still match up pretty well with the heat and just played a pretty stinky game. Yeah. I, I was all prepared to say, uh, Oh, if they beat the heat tonight, they can, they can control who they play. Maybe they want to play Philly in this first round because of, uh, Philly's yeah, that's. I think that's issues. impossible. Unless no, I, I think Crater the last two games. He we'll clinched the four later. or five seed now. I think they clinched it. Doesn't matter. No, um, I don't think they have clinched it. Officially. So, other things to talk about from this week. I think we should talk about the Lakers game for a few minutes. Um, Great game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because that's the only game we probably you and I didn't do. A, I didn't do a podcast on. You probably didn't do one on either this week because obviously, well, you did one in the Heat preview, but um, yeah, I mean, that was a fantastic performance. I mean, that's eighty-five points from Brogdon, Warren, and Oladipo. I mean, if, they were clicking. Yeah. And yeah, outside of Dwight Howard just dominating, they did a really nice job of like oh, they they did what we talked about sometimes where it's like, all right, you know what? LeBron's amazing. Like, let's let's kind of let him do his thing and not let anyone else do their thing. And that worked fantastic. And of course, Warren was ridiculous, but Yeah, and Davis was like they did a really good Roberts. job, a really good job on Anthony Davis. Warren included in there. He missed a few shots he maybe could have made. I mean, he could have hit right. a third. For sure. Right there, but yeah. Part of winning against a butter team is, you know, they had a few of those bounces go your way, but yeah, but the odds are if if Davis shot better quickly doesn't shoot eight, eight of fourteen. So you give it right. Quick right. King Quick was like killing them most of the night. And they just like Aaron was fantastic and a little shifty and Warren again, thirty nine clutch shots. Brogdon was great on both ends, really. Um his strong body on D has been killer good uh in the bubble. He is not really you know, he's been inconsistent on offense, I think is the best word. But, yeah, his defense has looked fantastic. Cool. And, yeah, Depot was, was rolling. I mean, that was that was what these three, the three-headed monster at its best can look like. So, I also think a big thing is they really just shy away from the bench. They basically just – I played the bench. I mean, you had McConnell play 18 minutes, and he probably has been the bench best bench player so far in the bubble. Und- undeniably. Um, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> – No one else has even been good off the bench. McConnell's been the spark a lot of times, just kind of get enough energy. I mean, even tonight he was that way for, against the Heat in this, at least this, this kind of end of first, second quarter run. But they just basically just went with the starters. I mean, they played a little bit more – they had to play a little Goga and Sampson with the starters because of Turner Faltrow. But they just basically said, you four have been really good kind of – roll with that and I think that's again one of the biggest effects we're feeling is the bench without Sabonis is um we knew it but I guess we weren't maybe really a minute but he was he's the linchpin of it I mean he creates so much just the presence being out there and his ability to set off ball screens nonstop. yeah the bench really needs it when we talked about this and part of the reason like I said McDermott and Holiday just not making any threes is no Sabonis right they need him to get the looks that they have been drilling all season that is where he is totally missed and he's, he's also missed with the starters, right? The screening, uh, basically everything, the rebounding tonight, right? I think that is coming up more and more every game is like, oh, yeah, damn, they really need this certain thing that Sabonis has or this other thing, you know? And in the Lakers game, for sure. I McConnell mean, has to do so much more to make that unit glued together, right? He has to be driving extra well or making the passes perfectly and stuff like that. And that hasn't happened as much. And they haven't done as much with McDermott and Holiday off ball too, because those guys were involved in a lot of like handoff actions and stuff. But yeah, the bench just, they did not do great in the Lakers game. They did just enough. Like Goga was really good in that game, but yeah, they've done just enough, but not, not been useful enough. But the rest of the team was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It also hasn't helped that McDermott has made two threes in the bubble in the five games. And I'm trying to, and, <laughs> and Holiday I'm sure has made 
two. I have, I can't think of one. He's made five actually. He's made five. Okay, but he's shooting like probably double the amount, right? I mean, yeah. he's shooting a lot more threes. McDermott it feels like too. Right, they have been uh, bad. I think is the right word. So, and I, I, I do wonder. I mean, if so, Warren has been so good, it's countered out their bad, right? It, at some point, do they sort of reach a medium, like a happy medium, where they shoot a little better, Warren a little bit down to earth, but like it's at a point where they end up equaling more offense. I mean, you can't imagine they're going to shoot this bad for the next two weeks, can you? I mean, maybe they do, but it just seems like at some point, Holly will have a three of seven game instead of a one of seven game or one of six game. Yeah, that's their season. If they can't shoot, it's just over. Yeah, I mean, and if Holiday can make three of seven and then they're the right threes in the right moment, I mean, there were some moments where if he had a couple of big threes, it would have turned a right. one game to a five-point game and it would have flipped. I mean, that, you know, I know they, they lost were tied by at they, they were in the game against the Heat today. Holiday had three, a big three in that first half that sort of flipped them right. right. I remember yeah, right. that's how they caught up. Yeah, exactly. When yeah, Suns, Suns late third, they were winning, right? They've just, they just haven't – I mean, that game had some – crap bench play <laughs> like the worst four and a half minutes i've ever seen from the pacers this year in that Suns game but yeah i mean they, they've had it for like a lot of every game but there's always one stretch that just kills them if they could just get a little bit better shooting you know they got it against the lakers they were 15 to 33 that was insane they could just get a little bit better shooting every game they'd be so much better. you know what they could also use a little jeremy lamb Yes, Jeremy Lamb would be very helpful right now. You get started Although right Sumner now. was was very good against the yeah, but Jeremy Lamb could put a fifteen on the bench easy. If he can, it, yes, <laughs> like automatic from the elbows. Yeah, snap your fingers. People dumped hands. people dumped all over Jeremy Lamb and his fit with the bench, and I would like everyone to owe him an apology. He's a, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, oh, he would be starting right now to be honest, probably. Anyways, yeah, but um, right now, meh, prob- probably, probably right. Probably, I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They're playing three back. guards or whatever, so he definitely would start. I agree. It's a little bigger than Aaron Holiday. Um, okay. Anything else with, with this week before we move on? Um, not, not really. I mean, I think if the three start falling, then everybody will forget about this game quickly. We'll see, though. Okay. Um, let's take one quick break, and then we're going to talk about the, I guess, five, six seeds. Today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through a day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient, easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnica and b vitamin b12 to give you the support you need where it matters most and to make it easier to try this amazing duo of tropicals and everything else cbdmd has to offer they're offering our listeners 25 percent off your next order when you use the promo code mba at checkout once again that's cbdmd.com promo code mba for 25 percent off your next purchase of superior cbd oil products from cbdmd all right, so I think Miami with the win today locks in themselves as the four or five matchup. I don't know if they lock the four seed up or not. False. They do not lock it up. Incorrect. If they, they go have- 0-2 and, and the Sixers win all three, the Heat could still technically be the six seed. Okay, they have a one game in the Pacers, but they have Pacers okay, two games have left, to beat. The there is only exactly one scenario. I think the Heat have to lose both, the Pacers win both, and the Sixers win all three, and then it'd be Pacers-Sixers in four or five. So that's not going to happen. So he pretty much all – Why is that not going to happen? Because the Sixers are at Ben Simmons and they play the Raptors, Rockets, and Suns in the reverse order. Yeah, they almost – I know. It's unlikely, but they still have Drone Beat, although he is out against the Suns, which is killer. So, so 
Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so really, the Pacers need to win. What's I guess we'll say I'm tomorrow my foot off you, but I'm I'm gonna maybe they need to win probably one of the last games to clinch this this thing, right? I mean, that's to clinch the four or five. You know, yeah, that, to we'll guarantee it, they need to win both. Yeah. And if they win one, the Sixers have to go three and zero. So it's pretty likely that they end up there, especially because like. If the Heat beat the Thunder, they're for sure in the four five. They don't. They're not going to care at all about that last game. You know, oh yeah, they're, they're going to sick us. Right, and they'd rather. They'd definitely rather play the Pacers than Joel Embiid. So they would just, you know, no one would play. The best scenario is the Sixers lose back to back games. They play today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. The Pacers win Wednesday, seals that seat up. They can both rest on Friday. Yes, that would be ideal. Ideally for the Pacers, the Sixers just because Embiid is out against the Suns and you know he could be out on Wednesday too to back to back. The Raptors seem to not be trying but still beating everybody down to mankind so. <laughs> yeah, the Raptors could put you and I out there and we'd give them a solid effort. Um and I make that joke too often about the Raptors and Heat. But anyway, it's too bad it's too bad we're not playing 82 games. The Raptors had a, had a real shot at getting the, the I know, one they're, seed right they're now. Like kicking ass uh in the bubble, man. It's been fun. They're 9 and 1 versus the Bucks are 3 and 7 in the last 10. I mean, so yeah. yeah, a lot of people still really want I really think the Pacers would be better against the Celtics. I still don't, and I still really don't understand that. I, mean, I don't think so. The Celtics have – I mean – Especially without Sabonis. Now, I will say, a lot of my – the Pacers match up better with the Heat. Had Sabonis cooked into the calculus that I've had all season. They do not fair. have Sabonis, and they probably won't in the playoffs okay. this year. But I still like that matchup better than I like them Pacers against the Celtics. I mean, the, the monstrous wings that and talented wings that the Celtics have just make that so hard. Yeah, they don't have the, the the defense for it. I don't think. No, they definitely don't. I mean, Where we saw I, it tonight, like when the when the Heat would get by the point of attack, especially with the second unit when Miles was out, and like duh, when Miles is out, their rim protection is is gone. But they had nothing stopping them at the basket, absolutely nothing. So the Celtics would just eat that up. I mean, I just think they have nothing for that. If Sabonis comes back, you could, you know what? I'll think about it. But I think Sabonis is the is a key cog against the Heat. So but still think they match up better with the Heat and just stunk in this game and it's totally fair and i said this uh on 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 the heat preview for for me to look like an idiot you know they're owing three against the heat this year and they've beaten every other team they could play and i have no idea why i'm so hard and fast on this but to me i just think the matchups are better against the heat and when the game is slowed down for everybody they i mean they it was slowed down today and they look terrible again all the evidence is pointing to me being stupid but i just i think that matchup is better for them so you were on the Chad Buchanan call. Does it sound like Sabonis is going to come back for the play? I was not on the Chad Buchanan call. Oh, you were not. I was uh, only for Fox Sports Indiana, I thought. You know, oh. they, they they said, like, Nate, you ready? And then he talked to JJ, and I thought, oh, they're doing Fox. So I, I kicked away. Um, so it sounded like they did a little bit of, of pieces of it on um, the Get Broadcast. The broadcast, right. I did it seemed see like it, though, Sabonis right. wasn't coming back. Yeah, I, I, I get that vibe, too, that – you know, maybe he's like prepping to come back. But even, okay, even if he comes back for you listening, it's probably Tuesday. Even if he came back today, he couldn't play in the regular season and he wouldn't have played any basketball or like yeah. run in. But like, couldn't you throw the 10 minutes with the bench and it probably better than what they're playing right now? Car <laughs> or Goga? I mean, Dakar that's I mean. doing his absolute best. I'll oh, yeah. Of, I'll give him a lot of credit. Yes, Sabonis. But Sabonis seven. just knows that bench. I mean, yes, I think absolutely. that's the thing. I, I, at this point, Sabonis, you, you just need him to solve your bench issues. You don't need him to be right. superstar right. Sabonis. You just need him to, you know, 15 minutes out there, give, you, a, give you eight points and six rebounds and maybe the end of the game. You know, grab, yeah, I agree. And, and you can justify playing him on the bench, I think, without angering him and say, hey, you're bringing you back. We don't want to push it and maybe you let him play the bench for the four or five playoff games and then maybe by game six you make that's like your big switch you start him over turner or whatever you know what i mean the playoff scenarios are specifically yes i agree with all that anyway the playoff scenarios specifically for heat pacers sixers will be a lot easier after the Sixers suns game 
because then there's only two games left for each team. It's really easy to say, you know, what isn't, isn't possible. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I think the obvious most likely thing is heat four Pacers, five, six or six. I mean, it, it would take a, they almost beat the Blazers with them beat out. Josh Richardson was electric. So if they get that game again, maybe, but the Suns look insane right now. So if the Sixers lose that game, I think it's most likely we see four, five, six being uh, Heat, Pacers, Sixers in that order. Um, and it, it, I think it'll be hard to angle too, because at what point does does Philly, like say the Philly loses to the Suns, you know, why, why do they all of a sudden go, well, we should push hard for these two wins to get to five, right? They want to avoid Milwaukee if they can. I mean, even without Simmons, they still have Joel Embiid. So I, I don't know that they're going to push really hard to get in there either. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they're just going to stay. Where the, the way it is right now, the way it's going to stay, I, I just don't. I think the Pacers beating Philly sealed it up that they're going to get in the fourth. That round. and the Lakers win, I think. And the Lakers, yeah, getting the get, upset W over the They Lakers, needed like right. they need two of the last four, and they got one of them against the toughest game they probably they had. Got, yep, so, I agree with you. Um, yeah, and who knows with the Rockets too, like we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll do this next segment, but like no Russell Westbrook, that game already could look different. So yeah. Um, no, but I guess the thing, so this, this, this is, this is the four or five matchup. And that's just the first yep. of let's call it eight real games, right? Let's say Friday, the Heat don't play their starters or something happens. So it's kind of a, a wash game, right? Where the Pacers just kind of run normal stuff and they dominate because the Heat aren't trying or Bolo doesn't play because of whatever concerns. Yep. Um, I don't think this is a bad loss page. I don't think it's a bad, actually a bad loss because I think it, you get, you see what the heat are going to bring you. You get a chance to scout it. Pacers didn't do anything that was anything like unique, right? They didn't, they didn't do something that they hadn't tried before. They played a little, little zone. Um, that was about it. it. It was very mediocre. So it didn't really matter. Um, so like, is this actually not a terrible thing? The Pacers to lose this game, kind of see what the heat are going to throw at them, find a counter punch to it, have a chance to, you know, come out game one win and kind of, I mean, in this trade-off game. So I think what's going to happen in the playoffs between good teams, you mentioned they're just going to trade off game after game because there's not going to be the home court advantage. So it's just going to be who adjusts each time to who, and it just kind of keeps going that way. Um, right. It would, be, it would be, be my guess with the good, with the good teams at least. Um, so I wonder if it's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, they're not not tipping their hand. Like I actually think too, for the heat who, who probably knew before this game, they were going to be in the four five two, like, they probably really, I mean, besides the Butler Warren thing, like they played Dragic, who was questionable. Like, I think they let their guys who were questionable play just like, okay, feel out the Pacers, right? See what you can feel about this matchup so you can take that into a game. So when we do do adjustments, you're ready, you know what to look for, stuff like that. I think that matters. Yeah, it, it, to me, it felt like, okay, so you saw what they do when they double-team Warren because they, they did, if they really weren't trying to, whatever, they could, they wouldn't double-team Warren. I mean, that, that, that's a real strategy that sort of, you know what I mean? There's a wrench in it. Um, and then the, the, the lob right. stuff are two things that were killer in the Pacers all night. They'll be able to kind of see how to adjust to. Um, I'm not sure. It seems like the adjustment to the lob is so, so easy. Like whoever's Iguodala's man, because Iggy was in for a ton of that. It was a bench. It was Dragic and DJJ. It's a bench unit. Like whoever Iguodala's man is, just squeeze in the paint. Get in there. Like, whatever. Well, and also to me, it seemed that they have to solve the Adebayo rim hunting on game was a beast i mean you know this, I mean? this was the game where i hope pacers fans saw i i said this on the heat show adam that i thought the bam turner matchup was probably the most problematic matchup for the pacers oh Bam's yeah he's playing point guard he's dribbling up the floor that's crazy the dude's seven feet tall i mean he was he is good you knew it from the start they went to turn on bam and turner basically got stuck and that's something else we me and you have talked about a lot this season and this is with sabonis healthy too but anyway we've said in the playoffs like a lot of what how the pacers do could come down to like does miles hit his threes if he shoots one of four probably lose like they have to do better it, it, it he has to do better too but like 
None of his threes are bad looks. Again, the Pacers are a team that, like, promotes open shot shooting. They took 35 threes. They were all good looks. They just didn't make them. But, yeah, he has to do better than one of four. It just has to. Is Marina giving me, like, stand guy from your apartment? Uh, she's sort of in the background. Um, <laughs> so, so those unaware, uh, Miles is Marina's favorite player. I was kind of most excited to see them see to see them play the – uh, this lineup was Sabonis against Adebayo. That was, that was their best match, their best I chance. agree. Because yeah. I, I think Sabonis has a different element where he puts Adebayo outside the rim, actually, because he is constantly setting screens whatnot and forces Adebayo away from the rim and opens up some of those cutting lanes for everybody else. Yep. Um, so that's where it gets kind of, uh, I don't know, frustrating or confusing. Is, is if, if, if he can sag off Turner, I mean, they're going to have trouble scoring because a lot of the Pacers' points in a lot of games is, is kind of easy – Easy twos, they beat a guy one-on-one because they got faster guards or they get, like, the backdoor cuts to guys. And if Adebayo can kind of just stand there in the center, they're going to be – it's going to be a rough drive. They can't make threes. Put it that yep. So, way. Which it was tonight. Well, I'm, I'm recording the Rockets preview tomorrow before the Philly game, but I believe on Thursday show or even whatever, I'll just do, throw one up Wednesday just to talk about the playoff scenarios because it could be very, very clear how obvious the Pacers' path is. Like, if the Sixers pull it off against the Suns, which – the bubble's been wild. Like, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they they yeah. could win. They could win. I the best. But if, if the Sixers do win that game, all of a sudden you have to think like maybe you do try to angle to if you really want to play Boston. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter seem to think that's the move. I still disagree with all of you. But again, the Heat make keep making me look stupid. So, so here's the thing about the Boston is that like the Heat, Jim Butler's a very good player, but to me he doesn't like completely scare you the way like Tatum kind of scares me Tatum was it, insane in the playoffs last year do people not remember how good Jason Tatum was in the playoffs last year well and, and to like me, Kyrie sunk that team in the whole the whole ship with it like he just took it all down like to me what's been constant pretty obvious is Butler is not like some offensive wizard his game is get the ball draw fouls and then you know have some easy buckets right he's not like he's not gonna go out there and shoot 11 of 13 and score 35 he can't points. shoot this year he's bad at three no I mean he, if he scores three yeah. points he goes to the line 20 times I mean he right and it, and, it, and it feels like in a playoff series, you can expose that. If you blew your ass to Duncan Robinson the whole game and contest all of his threes, he might hit four of ten, and then you lose. Like, whatever. Like, you tried. Like, that is an easier thing to get around than an unstoppable Tatum or, oh, my gosh, they have, they're throwing Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Tatum at us. We literally can't score. Like, so the only thing that might help the Pacers is the fact that Kemba hasn't been great, and who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, yeah, and he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's still hurt. He played 32 sure. in the last game, but I don't. I mean, I don't know how hurt he was. I mean, I know he's been... if the bonus is still healthy too, I mean, with the small ball group, you might think, okay, yeah, Celtics. Yeah, in the they don't have they don't have the bonus, and they would not go small ball if they did have some bonus. And the Celtics, I, just, I do not buy the Celtics being a better. The Celtics bench isn't like killer, but they have consagger guys. It doesn't really matter um, as much. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I to me, you to me, they're going to lose to Toronto and Milwaukee probably anyways because those two teams have been so dominant this year that they're clearly going to be – I mean, I think Boston could beat Toronto. I mean, Ron, but I think if they won a series, they're going to lose the next, that one of those teams anyway. So, and the Heat provided a better opportunity because they don't have quite the dominant players. They have a team that's much more like the Pacers where it's kind of youth and experience where they could easily in the playoffs shit the bed. I mean, I mean, that's – I mean, that's – and obviously the Pacers played in the playoffs, so most of their guys have some experience. We're missing the biggest downside here. What coach? Unfortunately, if they play the Heat, I have to watch Kelly Olynyk play more games. <laughs> I mean, they're like oh, I just hate, that I just hate like dirty cheap moves. Did I you see it. that that the three? That, yes. Well, I was gonna say the BS call were Turner, not BS. It was a foul, but Turner, Turner bumped him. Yeah. The, no, but like Kelly Olynyk like flew like he got punched in the face. Yeah, and Turner like 
barely dabs him in the chin. I mean, it was just like. No, I think if you do that crap where you fake a three and then lean in. To oh, to I, I, I'm glad they didn't you call that. You got to shoot every three the rest of the game like that or else you get a tech on the spot. Because I'm like, glad they didn't call that's that. That's not too. how you shoot. I hate that. I hate that. Well, Vic did the same thing but made it. So, I mean. That's true. Vic did it. Yeah, that was lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that, I for like, a moment, I that? thought, oh, he makes that shot. And then he makes that pass to McDermott. It's the three there in this game again. And then, you know, it happens. But. Adam, you know what's a wild thing to think about? What? The Pacers have two more regular season games. That's it. I know. That's what we're going to talk about next. Today's Locked On Pacers podcast is also brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for, for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Main selection, reliable low prices, all the parts you'll ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so Tony, you are probably more up to date on who is playing and who is not playing for the Rockets on Wednesday. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. They're on a, this is their back to back is Tuesday, Wednesday. The Pacers are the second night, which is a helpful advantage for them, obviously. So they're staggering actually. They play the Spurs Tuesday, and James Harden and Eric Gordon are not playing against the Spurs, but Russell Westbrook is playing. And then they're flipping that against the Pacers, where Gordon and Harden will play, but Westbrook will not play. I think the Pacers get the shorter end of that stick, uh, but it's still helpful to not have to deal with both. Harden and Westbrook. So that is the benefit of injury. And there could be, that could be dynamic, right? It's, it's in a day and a half from now, basically. Um, but that is what Dan Tony said to their media today. Yeah. What are the, I'm looking at the West standings. I've looked at it in a little while. So Houston sits at the four right now. They would very much like to get to the three. <laughs> they're game and a half behind Denver. I assume it's three games left too. Depends. Denver is playing the Lakers as we speak. Uh, and they are and in They Taiwan. can get to two. And if they, if they can't win, yeah, they're in a very tight one. Wow. If they win, they can still get to two. And if they lose, they probably can't. So, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot at play for Houston still. And they would like to manipulate their matchup. So, uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd rather be that 3-6, to be honest. Well, if you, you, what you'd like, if you're the Pacers, you know, hopefully if you're listening, uh, you want the Rockets to not be trying the absolute hardest, which means you'd want them to have beaten the Spurs and have the Nuggets lose. So, there's, you know, the, that the Rockets are – pretty heavily locked into where they're going to be. But yeah, who knows? Uh, Anyway, the Rockets are damn good. And Harden, along with uh, TJ Warren and Devin Booker and Lillard, that's like the four best bubble player. Well, maybe, maybe not Warren anymore, but he's been really, really good in the bubble. One of the best. Like 38 points in the bubble. Yeah. Insane. One of the best, like four players in the league. So he's playing that automatically means this is going to be tough. They're, they're still damn good. Yeah. Um, I guess the the question becomes: Without Westbrook, is there are they deep enough to beat the Pacers? I guess that's the question right there. So I'm looking at the last game without Westbrook, 
where they played Austin Rivers 33 minutes. He scored 41. So I mean, he was, was insanely good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Jeff Green played 22 and they played uh, Frazier 18. So, I mean, they, they really went eight guys. And Jeff Green is always good when he plays for the Rockets. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, Jeff Green is not like the worst player. I wanted he, Jeff Green on the Pacers. Let it be known on this show. Remember when he I beat the, the Celtics in game seven of that? They do. NBA Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, he's not a bad player. He's just not, he's just not as good as he thinks he should be. Um, Definitely. No, I mean, I think with Houston, it's kind of that's the can you hold them to a three point percentage that's not unreasonable and can you not foul too much? I mean, that's that was kind of the game plan. I don't know, I don't know if that's possible, but that's the game plan pretty much. Yeah, the like, especially without Westbrook, there was an article in the Athletic about this. I think it was Seth Partner early in the season about heliocentrism in the NBA with stars. Right, that's a a fancy word for like they have the ball a ton, they dominate the ball. Uh, when, when Harden is playing without Westbrook or vice versa, they actually did a pretty good job of sharing it this game, but or the last game they played uh, where Rivers had 41. But he, even Rivers having 41, Harden still shot more than him, right? He has the ball so much. It's insane, right? He's going to spend the whole game trying to set you up, trying to manipulate you so you can get this guy at three or that guy at three or that guy a lob, even though they have no center. So um, he is just so damn good that, yeah, like so much of the game is like if he's cooking, if he's hitting his threes, like you're you're screwed. You know, there's no way to stop him without just not letting him have the ball. So yeah, but the question is, can he score forty and the team still lose? Because like if you yeah, don't get that is like well, Austin Rivers, like the odds are Austin scored forty one points again. Is won't get him to score fifteen and forty one, and they lose that, that game they put on something. Yeah, my this is the miles like miles. You have a huge advantage that you never have size, massive size. Like go. Make your threes, get the boards, and just kick someone's ass like three times. Oh, to to me, this is the game where uh, one of the three kind of pitchers, star players, I guess, has just a crazy night, or all three do because there's nobody, there's no defense, right? They all have that is a, that is great true. pull up three potentials, and they well, hit. DJ Tucker will be on Warren and hold him to nothing because he is an insanely good defender, and Robert Covington is an insanely good defender. But Daniel House and Ben McElmore exist, and as good as House is, uh, neither of those guys are really going to do an awesome job on defense. So, yeah, are they that great? I mean, the Rockets have like 150 points one of these games. I mean, I mean they're good defenders. Don't be wrong, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure in a back-to-back matchup. It's a and Harden second. has to guard somebody. Although, again, if they try to post up Harden all game long, I'm going to freak out because Harden is a good post defender, and we learn that every time the Rockets play the Pacers, they try to post them up, and it doesn't. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they need to post up Harden. I think they just need to kind of push pace. And assuming the team's on the second half of back-to-back and everything, considering where they're at, I'm sure they can kind of – no, they're not, they get a lot of nice transition threes and stuff like that, just whether they can hit enough of them to win. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe Harden's minutes are limited too, right, if the, if the Rockets are like, oh, we're locked into our spot, whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the bench is a good spot to, to talk here next. And we always talk about the bench X factor thing. It's the last week of the season. We might have to finally scrap that because the Pacers bench just isn't that good anymore, but they can keep up with this Rockets bench unless Rivers is insane. Like he was against the Kings, you know, even if he shoots 50% instead of, instead of 20, he's probably in the twenties in points. Uh, he was an unbelievably good. So they can keep up with the unit of Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, Michael Frazier, and uh, maybe Luke Mbamute for a few seconds. They should be able to be in the game, but keeping up with the Harden groups is going to be very hard. So is that so? Who is your X factor? Miles, definitely. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Um, he might be guarded by Covington. Honestly, I mean, I don't know who they're gonna. Maybe House. I I have no idea how they're gonna do that. I think Miles um, Brogdon. Huh? I think Brogdon's Brogdon. a great choice. Brogdon needs to be at his fastest. I mean, it's driving me crazy when he when he's like so close 
He's had so many layups in the bubble where he is so close to having just the cleanest look, but it's just contested because it's, it's crazy. He's also missed a couple outlet passes that he – It's like if the, it's like if the court was like a foot longer, Brogdon would be like dominating the bubble, but he just can't quite get a step going to the rim every day. Whatever. I, I like the Brogdon pick. I assume they'll put hard on, on Holiday, right? They'll hide him on there? Uh, I don't know. That made the most sense. I do not to know. Me, I guess. Um, I don't think no, Harden is bad. I think Macklemore is the guy you hide. I think Macklemore will guard. Aaron okay. Well, then maybe Harden will guard Broaden. I don't know. I mean, I think that's, that. I think is what will happen. And I, I think, to me, I think Broaden is the X factor because I think he'll be the the guy who's not guarded by one of the two guys you named earlier. It means he'll have a little bit of a better opportunity to score. Yeah. And if he can, if he can get off the dribble and draw defenders in and kick out to the two guys who are being guarded by better defenders and create kind of corner threes for them, that will be huge. Yeah, they're a one-man show, right? Again, if they if they have no answers for what Harden's throwing at them, they're probably going to lose. They they have not been good against the Rockets in the past for that very reason. So, but in the past, the Rockets have had Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook also playing. So, if they can throw some crafty coverages at him or really deny him the ball, maybe they can get it going. But it's going to be tough to beat them with Harden going. Yeah, unless Harden, the Rockets don't care. Harden is both of our butchers, I assume. I mean, what, who else am I even going to say? <laughs> awesome. Rivers scored 41 points tonight, man. Ben McLemore, sneaky good shooter for this Rockets team. He's been uh, good. Actually having a good season after I thought being just like a wasted lottery pick by the Kings. I mean, every Kings pick is a wasted pick. Man, he's picked seven years ago. That's been, he's been like a long time. I know. Ben McLemore, uh, 3.9 points per game last year. Looking like he's illegal. He only played 19 games this year. Has started 21 times, shooting 40, over 40% from three, six attempts a game, 10 points a game. He is revived his career. Houston is the perfect place for him. He's a little dangerous too, right? He did really well when the Rockets won in Indiana earlier this season. So they, some, they, he's another guy to watch. Some Houston magic for him. Um, win or loss? I, oh, man. I, some of that's honestly dependent on what happens to Philly. Uh, I think it's a win for the back-to-back. Philly, yeah, that is certainly possible. And that, if they limit Harden's minutes because of that, although Harden isn't playing in the first night. But still, we didn't even talk about Eric Gordon, who didn't even play in the – the game where Austin Rivers was insane. Anywho, if they limit minutes at all because their seed's locked up or anything like that, right, then, yeah, the Pacers have a good shot. And I think that having the rest advantage, even though in the bubble that is a lot lessened, it's still helpful. Uh, and if the Sixers win, the Pacers will be trying real hard, I think. So, yeah, I, I think they have a good shot, a uh, better shot than I thought before the bubble started. But uh, I think the Rockets are going to win. Uh, I think I think Pacers will win because of the back-to-back. That's just my thought. It, it's close. I said the Suns game would be close, and it was not close. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, okay. So next game, they finished out their bubble run against Miami Heat. Do we think the game matters for either team? We took us a little <laughs> I know that, that. Yeah, we might just be predicting nothing here. Yeah, it's so much as Sixers. If the Pacers beat the Rockets and the Sixers lose to the Suns, it doesn't. It won't matter. It won't even matter what happens in the Sixers' second so, game. So so let's 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 do this instead. X factors. If the game is played the same as tonight, what? How is it different? I guess if in this in, in this boxing out on the wings uh, is a is a strategical X factor. Bench right. Um, bench plays better. They win probably. But yeah, I mean, someone someone on the bench, even if it's like Ed or Jakar, just someone make your damn three point shot. Like they just have they just get so gooked up and are forced into some nonsense and. Like, the Suns was different because McDermott didn't play. But that 21-0 run, which was a disaster, that happened in four minutes and 13 seconds. If you can't play your bench for four minutes in a game, you're just going to destroy your starters. Like, the bench just 
has well, to be they, better. They went from being the maybe the best bench in the league or one of the top, you know. One of the worst. Yeah, one of the worst. Um, Sabonis' impact on massive display with the second. Yeah, Jeez. I would say for sure. I think the other thing is, I don't know if you noticed this, but the start they gave the pitch took a weird amount of long twos. Tonight. Yeah, Oladipo took one in the corner. I was like, what? what was Oladipo that? took one, Warren took one, Holiday took one, and I swear Turner took one too. So, it made, to me, it made no sense, and I was like, what is going on? They took him and then they missed him, which is even the more frustrating part, right? But if you make that shot, you feel a little better, but it's like you took the 20-foot shot and you missed it. So what was it? My answers are, are wing rebounding, uh, but my player answer for X-Factor was TJ Warren. Right, He just wasn't good. He's got to be better. Even yeah. by standards of TJ Warren in pre-restart, that wasn't good. Yeah, mine would be Bench and McDermott, probably, or Holiday. One of the, Justin Holiday, one of the two. Yeah, we will see. Um, you know what's interesting about this game, Adam? Yeah. Is if the if the Pacers win, you win the predictions challenge. And if but, uh, the Heat win, I win the predictions challenge. Really? Yes. Currently, you have got 36 right, and I got 36 right. We both are actually under 500 in our predictions. We both picked the – and lose the Rockets on our – We both picked them to lose the Rockets, so no one's making up ground that day. So you had the Heat winning and I had the Pacers winning? No, our, we both had the Pacers beating the Heat the first time. Uh, we are both wrong. The, the, we, I got a game back on you against the Magic. Remember, you picked a loss against the Magic, which is crazy. So, yeah, this, is, this heat, last Heat game is it. So who do you have in this last Heat game? I have the Pacers. Uh, I let me check. I have the Pacers losing. So if the Pacers win. Oh, good. Maybe, uh, I, mean, I I I like being in that spot. I like cheering. Can, for the yes, win. that is a good spot to be because the Heat do not care about that game. Well, I like cheering for the win. I like cheering for the loss. Right. That's fair. Well, I don't. I'm not going to cheer based off the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to be. I don't even cheer anyway. I thought. I thought we're we're, we're betting the rest of the year's uh, advertising checks on this. Oh. Oh man. Wow, I'm gonna like go cripple some heat legs, man. <laughs> if that was the case, um, we don't make that much yeah. money, Tony. Calm down. No, I know. Um, yeah, I, I think this game could just be like, like remember the, la- the Pacers last game of their season last year, where like Sumner and Leaf both played over 30 minutes. Yeah, that was the summer game winner game, right? You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Put really well, so I think it could be that kind of game, right? So everybody, I want an apology from everybody who told me for months there's no way a team is going to rest guys in the bubble. They've had four months off. Piss off with that. They've had two weeks to ramp up, and everyone's going to rest. Every team's already resting. So get out of here. Yeah, like I know over, stuff over under one and a half wins this week. Uh, under. I think they win yeah, more. I guess you already kind of picked that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I already. I'm gonna go that. over. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of their effort levels for wins depends on what happens to Sixers, so. though. So what do we have scheduled like this week? So we're going to do – we have this podcast today. We'll have a Rockets preview up tomorrow on Blue's podcast on Wednesday. Um, yeah, yeah. We're going to – me and uh, Jackson Gatlin, the host of Lockdown Rockets, are going to be chatting so you guys can catch up on the Rockets ahead of Wednesday's game. And then we probably won't really recap that one. I don't know what we'll do. Well, no, I'll um, recap it on Thursday slash do preview of the – no, then you'll do the preview for the game on Friday. Yeah, actually, you're right. We didn't do our weekly show the normal day. So, yes, we will recap that one right after. And then uh, standings look around. Heat preview number two on Friday. Probably won't have a guest for that because you guys are very familiar with the heat right now, thanks to uh, what just happened. So, yeah. And Next week, we'll, though, get excited. Me and I will be talking about the playoffs. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, we'll settle crazy. in on – the weekend will be the, uh, the play-in game in the West, whoever's in it. Right? Yeah, it's going to be sick. So That's we'll, such a cool thing. Awesome. Is it back-to-back or is it a day off? Yeah, it's back-to-back days. Saturday, Sunday. If it's, if it's two games. Is it back-to-back Sunday, Monday, then? I think it's 17th and 18th. Or 15th and 16th, sorry. 
So that I forget would be, actually. Maybe sixteen, Saturday, seventeen. Really? So I don't remember. Who plays Friday though? Could a team play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in a row? No, no, no. Thursdays. Oh wait, you might be right. I doubt it. No, it's definitely Sunday, that, Monday then. It's yeah. Sunday. Yeah. It, right. It could be one game for all we know. Right. It could be one game. But yeah, it could be anyone. I mean, the Grizzlies have done terrible, and the Suns and Spurs and yeah, Blazers have done really well. Like it could literally be any two teams still. Which is It'd crazy. be ironic if the Suns go eight zero and don't make it. That's certainly that's like a sizable possibility, which is really sad for the yeah. Suns. Well, they, it's so funny have... that before the shutdown, everybody's like, "Why are the Suns and Wizards in this?" And the Wizards went in and were like, "Yeah, why are we here?" And just did it horrible. And the Suns were like, "Look, we're really damn good." Well, the Suns screwed themselves. I mean, DeAndre got suspended. That was a big deal. They won. Yeah, he played, and they won that game. Isn't no, that I mean, they, and they oh, in the regular season, the regular season, I'm sorry. regular I'm season, sorry. They yeah, themselves. Yeah, man. If, how do you miss a COVID test? Like you have one job in the bubble. No, no, I'm talking about the races. Where I know. I'm just ranting all you know. No, I'm we saying. We clearly like, don't care about the Heat second game, Adam. Uh, I think if the Pacers lose, whatever. There we go. Done. Okay. Um, and I can read about Aiden. Yeah, I was saying the, the Suns the sun screwed themselves as all. Um, no, I want more thing before we end. This is non-Pacer related. But do you think it really matters to position your seed if you're in the West? Because at some point, you have to go through the Lakers and Clippers no matter where you are in the standings. Am I wrong? Yes, here, here's what I do think matters for seeding in the West. Can you play the Jazz in the first round? Because without Bojan, I just don't think they have any chance of winning. They've been okay, though. They, and that is the out. one team I would want to play in the first but round. They're in a the tough second, class out. They've been one for the past couple of years. In the second round, though, I'm assu- I mean, this is all assumption, but I'm guessing it'll be Denver, Houston, Clippers, Lakers. Like, that's going to be some damn good second round series. And there's no one easy to avoid there. Yeah. So, I do think that getting the – that's why teams are angling. They're trying to get the Jazz. Yeah, but or to me, the, the, Jazz the teams in the lower I mean, half are trying to get the Nuggets, and the teams in the upper half are the are Thunder to get like that much better than the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz have been a tough playoff team. Their experience, the Thunder, doesn't have the experience. They have Chris Paul. That's about no, it. No, I uh, I think the teams would be happy with the Thunder too. So I mean, I, that's what I mean. I, I think being the three or four, it's not that different because no matter what, like I said to win the finals, you're gonna have to beat the Clippers and the Lakers. Well, the other difference between three and four is, do you think you have a way better shot against the Clippers than the Lakers? Yeah, but I, like I said, the Rockets don't care when they lose because their goal is to win the championship. That's it's right. championship or bust, right? They lose the second round like they did last year. It's not considered a, it's considered a failure because they lost the, in the playoffs, not because they went where they lost, right? Like yeah. if they lose the second round, I'm not sure they're going to blow up. The team's going to be that much different. They lose the let's say the Lakers second round or Clippers second round. It's their their outcomes will be that different, right? I mean, they have to beat both LA teams to win the finals or get to the finals. So I'm not sure the seeding matters that much. I guess in the West, in terms of like the three or four seed. Especially with no right. home court, it just doesn't really matter. I mean, I would get the, the idea of angling for three to have home court in case something breaks your way some way, but it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I agree with that. So it'll be interesting. It will really be or interesting. Like the Pacers, I think it does. Five, six matters. I mean, I think being the five, six is a better set of We've been pushing that all year. Like, like in the pro, if they fall to six and have a worse matchup against Boston, like the pro is if you theoretically do win, you don't have to play the Bucks. But I still value winning the first round more than – they play in the second. What's crazy is this is going to be their best win percentage under McMillan, I think. Uh, it's possible. I don't have that in front of me. Right, 16 17, they had a 51 percent. 48 both times. I thought he was the coach. Wasn't he the coach in 16 17 too, or no? Oh, yeah, they won 42 that time. They won 51 percent, 58.5, or then they're at 60.6 percent. But they'll be the same seed three of the last the last three years. The same. So what's 43 out of 73? If they lose both games, they win 58 percent. Why did they win when that they won last 48? year? About 58 and a half. Uh, okay, yeah, they lose. Yeah, this is it. This is the best winning percentage season under McMillan officially. Nice. Wow. Um, Very okay. interesting. That's all. That's all I've 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 got. This I've, is the best team he's had in the playoffs. Let's uh, 
keep that one in mind because it feels like we're sort of report about him to talk about at the end of the season. Sort of feels like we're stuck in the mediocre will to be the five seed every single year, but maybe we'll pop next year. Yeah, if they, you know what? If they get better than the 25th best player in the league is their best player, I will start to complain about their playoffs. But I digress. That is a conversation for a later date. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was a sad ending. Yeah. Um, as always, you can follow Lockdown Pacers podcast at Lockdown Pacers. You can follow me at Freedom Madam 5, Tony at T East NBA. As always, we bring this podcast five days a week. So look forward to tomorrow's podcast, previewing the Rockets or breaking down the Rockets game. That is all for Lockdown Pacers podcast. We will see you guys again tomorrow.